Okay, before we get started, I just want to give a big, big, big thank you to everybody who participated in my market research surveys and interviews and all the things. It's been really helpful to hear your feedback and to hear what topics you feel you need more help with and want me to explore a little bit deeper here specifically. So this episode topic actually came about after somebody confessed that they get confused by fitness lingo. And what I've learned after all of these years of coaching is that if one person feels this way, then there's bound to be so many more who also feel the same way. So what you're about to hear is actually two lessons directly from the Fun Size Formula course. So it's a little sneak peek, if you will. In this first lesson, I talk all about muscle building, the major components of strength training and short girl muscle building perks. And in the second lesson, I dive into progressive overload and periodization training. So hold on tight because we are about to go real deep into a very educational episode. Now that we have the basics out of the way, it's time to move on to the thing that's going to give you the greatest bang for your buck. Remember how I said the more lean muscle mass you have, the faster your metabolism will be? Well, since we can't grow more bones and more organs, we'll be putting that focus on growing our little muscles. Muscle is what makes you appear tighter, curvier, and believe it or not, leaner. If you were to be in a calorie deficit without lifting weights, you'll slow your metabolism down because you would be losing just as much muscle as fat, which would make you look and appear saggy, jiggly, and disproportioned because you wouldn't have caused a recomposition to occur. You might be smaller, but you'd also have a slower metabolism, which would be terrible because it would be much, much, much harder to maintain and you'd bounce back to your starting point pretty quickly. Does this sound familiar? The best way to build strong, sexy muscle is by strength training, resistance training, lifting weights, bodybuilding, whatever it is you want to call it. It goes by so many different names, but it all basically means the same thing. The beauty of this kind of exercise is that it's very moldable for your aesthetic goal. You can be very, very intentional about developing specific muscle groups to sculpt and shape your body, whereas things like CrossFit or Olympic lifting or even powerlifting, which also use weightlifting, are more focused on the performance side of it rather than the visual result. With intentional workouts, you have the ability to manipulate and change the way your physique looks. You can create illusion of curves, and you can do that by manipulating your workouts to focus on the areas that you want to build or bring down. This is the individualization aspect of lifting weights that is so powerful. For example, if your quads are dominant and your hamstrings are underdeveloped, which is pretty common for petite women... You can do less quad movement and more hamstring movements to bring out your physique. To sculpt and shape your body, you must be working out with the intent to build muscle, not just for the sake of working out, burning calories, or working up a sweat. Your mindset must be there first and foremost. So before I go on any further, I want to get just a few myths out of the way. Only performing really high reps goes hand in hand with only using very light weights. You have to abandon the belief that light weights tones the muscles. If you want to tone the muscle, you have to build the muscle. If you're afraid of getting too bulky, let me just tell you this. I've been lifting weights since I was 15 years old. That's half of my damn life. So do I look bulky to you? 
If you think yes, then I'm sorry, but we cannot be friends and you should probably stop this course right here, right now. Truth is, in order for women to achieve that bulky, manly look, they have to take enhancement drugs. It's just not in our hormonal makeup. And newsflash, most of the women you see on the national and pro-level bodybuilding stages, even bikini competitors, they have taken some sort of muscle enhancing drugs, even if they claim that they are all natural. I've been in that world. I know what goes on. Now, it's not to say that everyone does it, but a large majority of them do. And that's a choice that they make. And it doesn't mean that they're cheating. It just means that's the route they wanted to take. And that's a look that they desire. You basically cannot get there by accident. So let's stop worrying about that. Okay. Now let's get into the physical side of muscle building. People always ask, is it better to do less weight and high reps or more weight and less reps? The answer is both. Your body needs and will respond to both. So what's best is progressive training, which is a strategy of alternating through different phases. And we'll get to that in the next lesson. For now, there are five components of strength training that we need to chat about. First is form. Exercises are only as good as you can perform them. If your form isn't good or you're not connecting to that muscle when you're performing it, you're not going to see the benefit. If you're just getting started with weightlifting, your focus should be more on form than anything else I'm about to talk about. I've trained many clients in my career, ranging in all heights, sizes, genders, age, etc. Everybody learns at a different pace, so it's difficult to give you a time frame of how much time you need in order to nail down the form. I highly suggest working with an in-person trainer if you're a total newbie or at least working with a friend who's an experienced lifter when you're just starting out because their guidance is the fast track and will help prevent you from bad habits or injuries. Number two is speed. A lot of times people think working out means you always have to do it as fast as you can keeping your heart rate high and sweating like a dog. And while some of that is necessary, you don't want to be going too fast when it comes to weightlifting because you'll likely be just using momentum and skipping over the whole muscle building part. Instead, you want to be going at a slow and steady pace so that you have good control and you can feel the muscles being worked. Truth is, if you go at a steady pace and utilize the next two components I'm about to talk about, you will work up the same amount of sweat, calories burned, and heart rate, but will have much more effective workouts. Number three is full range of motion. This means getting all the way to the top of the movement and then returning all the way back to the starting position. Without full range, you aren't completing a full rep, and that would essentially be cheating. Let's say you have 20 reps and you only use half of your range of motion. That's like doing only 10 reps. That's half the requirement, but you spent the same amount of time doing it. That's literally half-assing it, okay? Lesson to be learned here. If you want long, lean, sexy muscles, don't half-ass it. If you're going to do it, use your full ass, your full range of motion. Which brings us to contraction, number four. This is essentially the climax of the movement, if you will, right before you pivot to go back down to the starting position. Weightlifting is not just about picking up a weight and putting it down. It's about pausing for the two to three seconds up at the top of the movement to feel the contraction and then connect to the muscle that's being worked. So if you're doing a bicep curl, you want to bring the weight all the way up, hold, 
then slowly lower down. Same thing still holds true for movements when you're pushing out like leg press or squats. You should hold the weight for a couple of seconds when you're at that full range of motion position. So many times I hear petite women say things like, I train back all the time, but I don't feel it in my lats. And the reason for this is the lack of mind to muscle connection. So when you train, you should be actively thinking about that muscle being worked. And finally, number five is intentional rest periods. This one is tricky and actually coincides with the progressive and periodization training strategy that we'll talk about in the next lesson. But what you should know is the less rest, the higher the intensity of the workout will be. However, you don't always want the intensity to be super high all the time, especially if you're in a low rep, heavy lifting phase. Taking breaks actually allows the muscle to recover and allows you to lift heavy for the next set. If you don't fully allow yourself that time to recover between sets, you run the risk of not completing the set and you run the risk of possibly getting injured. So you want to make sure that the rest is appropriate per your phase of training. And we'll get to that in the next lesson. But before we move on, did you know that petite women have a much larger advantage when it comes to lifting weights? First off, our lower center of gravity helps us to be more athletic than taller women. We're known to be faster, more flexible and structurally aligned. Our compactness and shorter limb length means that there's less torque on our muscles. So we are actually less likely to get injured when lifting because the weights are closer to our center of gravity. Our muscle bellies are also shorter, which makes a teeny bit of muscle more noticeable on a small frame. Building muscle is a long, slow process for everyone, but since it's more noticeable on us, it tends to take us less time to achieve a certain look compared to someone who is taller. We also don't have to lift as much as taller people. For example, it doesn't take more than 10 to 15 pounds to build our biceps, but for someone just six inches taller, they probably have to lift at least double, if not triple that amount. And while it's totally necessary to lift heavy to build muscle, we only have to lift heavy relative to our size, which means that petites also have a much higher advantage when working out at home with limited equipment than anyone else. Those are some real short girl perks right there. you were to do the same workout program with the same number of reps and the same number of sets and the same weights day in and day out, your body would just continue to stay the same as well. The reason for this is that your body is not being challenged. When we do a new workout, a new movement, or apply more weight, our body knows it. It's like, oh my God, I need to grow some more muscle to be able to handle this next time. And in order to build muscle to change your body composition, your workouts must change as well. There are two ways to go about this. First is progressive overload. Progressive overload is the gradual increase of stimulus placed on the body. In simple terms, this is when we do the same exercises each week, but we try to increase the weights we use each time you do that exercise. By slightly challenging your body a little more and a little more, it will recognize that you need it to be able to do more. So the muscles will continue to grow as you continue to challenge it. How much weight you can add each week depends on the exercise and the size of the muscles being worked. You will feel that it's easier to increase by large amounts for compound exercises, which are exercises that use multiple muscle groups like squats and larger muscle groups like back and legs, which means you'll find it harder to add weight to isolation movements like hamstring curls and smaller muscle groups like shoulders. 
For those smaller movements and smaller muscle groups, you might not be able to jump up to the next level for several weeks, maybe even months, and that's okay. Honestly, as a pretty advanced lifter myself, I still don't do more than 10 to 15 pounds on lateral raises because that's about all my little shoulder boulders are going to ever handle. As a newbie, you have a greater ability to increase strength fairly quickly, but for intermediate and advanced lifters, the rate of acceleration of strength starts to slow. It doesn't mean that you're a failure or you're getting weaker or you're not progressing. It just means that your body is getting stronger. So if you're wondering if you're lifting enough, don't worry, girlfriend, I gotcha. In the next lesson, I'll show you the safe weight for beginners to use, how much you'll need to add to be considered an intermediate, when to know you're advanced, and finally, what it takes to be at the elite level as a petite. After a few weeks of applying progressive overload to a specific training program, you'll eventually reach a point where you can't add much more weight. This is a sign that you need to do something else to stimulate the muscle growth, and it's time to switch things up. This is where periodization comes in. Periodization is the manipulation of training principles, like increasing or decreasing reps, sets, tension, load, rest periods, frequency, or applying pyramid sets, incorporating partial reps. The list goes on and on. This is exactly why I change up my training and my client's training about every three to five weeks, because after a few weeks, your body will get used to anything you throw at it. By changing at least one of the training principles every few weeks, you're giving the body another stimulus to adapt to and therefore change constantly. Besides, it would be boring as hell to do the same workout over and over for several months. Simply put, progressive overload and periodization are key to avoiding that dreadful plateau and ensure you continue to gain muscle and gain strength. I get that this is tricky stuff to figure out all on your own, especially if you're not a trainer or you don't have a background in this stuff. And that's why I have the Fun Size Fitness app so that you literally don't even have to think about it. Every month, I give you a brand new program that follows these progressive overload and periodization training principles so that you're constantly providing a new challenging stimuli to your body. Trust me when I say there's a method to my madness when it comes to rep ranges, intensity, structure, and focus of your training program. These changes monthly are not random, but rather variations that I make intentionally to periodize your training to ensure that you get the best results. I hope you learned a lot from this episode, or at the very least, feel like it was a very good refresher. In next week's episode, I am going to give you my top exercise hacks and modifications for petite women. So stay tuned, my little friends. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Have you ever looked around the gym to see everyone else using heavier weights than you and thought to yourself, uh, should I be lifting heavier? Have you ever wondered how much other ladies of your size are lifting? Or do you just want to know how much more you should aim to lift to take your strength to the next level? Well, guess what? I created a fun size strength chart so that you can finally confidently choose the appropriate weight for your body size for 28 of the most common lifts, such as squats, lateral raises, seated rows, things like that. 
No more looking around at everyone else or feeling self-conscious because this chart will take the guesswork out of it and give you guidelines for safe yet challenging weights to use per your current level of fitness. Get the free chart by taking the super short but super fun strength quiz. Go to www.funsize.life strengthquiz.